is the 77 WABC minicast. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. I am uh, pleased to uh, introduce two guests that are going to give us a little update about the finances of the country and uh, a little bit about politics. Uh, I have John Fund. You all know John Fund, who was a longtime editor at the Wall Street Journal. He is now with National Review. He's also a senior fellow uh, at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and he helps me write the daily hotline. And by the way, I hope everybody is getting that. It is free. It costs you nothing. It is absolutely free. Just sign up for it, uh, and um, we will send it to you five mornings a week. We'll email it to you. Uh, right. go to but I was com- told there was nothing. There is no free lunch. Yeah, well, this is the free lunch. By the way, that is John Caldera, who so rudely interrupted me there. John is a good friend. And by the way, I am using his studio here in Denver, Colorado. John runs the Independence Institute, was the state conservative think tank in the state of Colorado. And boy, does Colorado need that. And uh, John is also um, a columnist here. And the reason I'm having John on the show, by the way, is that he is the one who gave me the $10 billion Zimbabwe bill. And so he bribed me, folks. He bribed me to get on the show (laughs) with a $10 billion Zimbabwe. And you're worth every dollar of it. And he was telling me something I thought was pretty funny is that this is a counterproof uh, it's, it's got the security yeah, code. It's got yeah. the ribbon through it. It's got the, the embossed. Yeah, the, the it's, question it's we were asking is, why would anybody counterfeit a <laughs> Zimbabwe <laughs> bill? So anyway, we're going to have some fun today. John Fun, thanks for joining. Uh, hey, can I jump in while I got both of you? Yeah. The newsletter from the Committee mm-hmm. to Unleash Prosperity is my must-read wow. newsletter every day. Awesome. And it's, we all get flooded with newsletters, and the uh, your email box is always full. Um, the, what you guys do with that one email note is the one thing I read every day. So it's a must to read. Committee to unleash prosperity.com. And by the way, for saying that, I'm going to give you this $10 billion <laughs> no, Zimbabwe no. currency back. Okay. John Fund, are you with us? A pleasure, yes. Hey, John, good to be with you. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I want to, we're going to kind of do a speed uh, show today with you guys. I'm going to rapid fire you with questions. And I did not. Uh, I did not prepare these guys, so um, this is all spur of the moment. But, John Fund, I'm going to start with you. We have a $2 trillion budget deficit. Uh, there is going to likely be some kind of a shutdown of the government. The left says there's nothing we can cut out of the budget, and if we try to cut anything out of the budget, that uh, kittens will die. And uh, I think the latest thing is that uh, nobody's going to get me- – the senior citizens aren't going to get meals on wheels, and child care programs around the country will be shut down. And by the way, the air traffic control system will be shut down, so planes will fall out of the sky. So, John, how do we cut this budget? What are, what are your ideas about how we get this budget under control? Well, first of all, we have this budget problem because of massive mismanagement of the federal government. That's for sure. So why would you trust the people who have mismanaged <laughs> the federal government to close anything that would actually expose their mismanagement? Mm-hmm. They obviously do the Mount Rushmore strategy. The Mount Rushmore strategy <laughs> is you close the most visible and right. needed services first, so you hurt people. Right. So these same people who say they care about people and want to keep services right. going are going to close the services that people depend on the most, want the most. And by the way, John, not to interrupt, but that's exactly what the White House said in their bulletin that they put out on Thursday, which is, oh, my gosh, all the most vital. By the way, these are non-essential services that we're talking about. We spend hundreds of billions of dollars 
a year on non-essential services. So what what do we what would you like to see cut, John? Or what could well, we cut? I think look that that would be an argument that would take forever. I like I like the Ron Johnson idea. What's that? Uh, well, you cut one percent off the top of everything. Yeah, I love that. And everybody only one percent. Can we go for five or ten? Everyone. John Kildare thinks what, we can cut more than one percent. We're talking about short term. We're okay. talking about something that's easily explainable <laughs> right. to people, and the one percent would give us the arguments yep. for the second one percent, and then the third, and then the fourth. Okay, let me turn to John Caldera. Good answer, John. Um, and by the way, John, when I come back to you, I'm going to ask you what, how you see this plays out and are we going to have a government shutdown. Um, but, John Caldera, you are not a, a Beltway creature, right? You're as far no, as... I, I actually have a life. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> so you're we, not... We've all, we've all had buddies... What do we, we cut? We've all had buddies who, who rack up their credit cards, and at some point it blows up. And these little games outside the Beltway, we get so tired of them, the mm-hmm. shutdown, the shutdown... We don't understand it outside the Beltway. Does anybody care? Nobody cares. Right. What I know is at some point this blows up. Does yeah. it blow up when I'm alive? Does it blow up after I'm dead? I don't know. But it blows up, and sooner or later you have to address entitlements. Mm-hmm. At some point we have to stop giving people money for not working. Mm-hmm. So at some point these non-essential things don't matter. Mm-hmm. It is welfare, Medicaid, Social Security, it is Obamacare, it is these programs that need to be looked at, and those are the programs that need to be put back into appropriations. So, John Caldera, you are here in a green state called uh, Colorado, or it seems like the environment. Oh, it is a, the it's a blue state. <laughs> a blue, blue state that is run by the Greens, and so it is, uh, it is all into the climate change um, cult. So, uh, but we're spending $380 billion, this is one of my pet peeves, $380 billion on a green energy slush fund out of the White House. I'm not a, sure if you're aware of that. It's run by John Podesta. Couldn't we live without that? We would love to live without that. <laughs> okay. We would love to live without that. Out here in the States, we have become addicted to free money. Mm -hmm. It comes from Washington. It drops into the coffers of states like Colorado, and we've become addicted to it. So free money is very addictive. Please cut it off because, like meth, we just get addicted, and when it stops, we have withdrawal. John Fund, uh, you've been in this business I think even longer than I have, which is a long, long time. And so you've probably lived through – there have been something like in the last 40 years, there's something been like 20 government shutdowns. So we've been to this movie before. And I think I count 20 out of 20 that the media every single year <laughs> blames the Republicans on the shutdown. So how do Republicans move forward? Are they going to get blamed? Will there be a shutdown? What is your prognosis? Well, well, Steve, if you go to a movie 20 times and you get burned, you know the it's time ending. To stop making sequels. <laughs> right. It's time to stop making sequels. Okay. Again, I refer back to Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Let's have a provision that if there is no working legal budget at the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th, yeah. spending continues at the level of the previous year, which given inflation is between two and five percent lower than the previous year. And I can guarantee you that somebody will cut enough spending to satisfy enough congressmen that they will pass a budget. So because nobody wants a budget from last year because that's two to five percent. But there will be. I mean, I I agree with you. By the way, I would like to see a five percent cut or 10 percent cut, not just one percent. But we have the 
the uh, fiscal year starts on October 1st. So that gives us, what, 10 days to get this thing resolved, and it doesn't seem like they're anywhere close to being resolved, John. You know, again, we've been to this movie 20 times. <laughs> right. It'll be resolved before the about the 7th or 8th of October because members of Congress do not like to hear questions from their district about what's going on. They'll find a way to deal with it, but it won't stop the avalanche of debt and overspending and pork barrel out of Washington. So we have to have a more systematic, systemic solution. So, John Caldera, you are on the show because you're a non-swamp creature. Uh, John Fund and I are both swamp creatures. (laughs) And I like you anyway. (laughs) So uh, outside the Beltway, uh, you think people would go crazy if there were a government shutdown? or No. We don't care. We've seen the movie 20 times, as my friend Mr. Fun says. What I always wonder about is is the core functions of government. I was taught on Article 1, Section 8, there, there are only these things that, that government can do, mm-hmm. and these are the things that government should do. So whenever they spend money, I would like to know which function of government they're spending money on. And it would be interesting to say, well, this money goes for this purpose. That money goes for the for roads. This money goes for defense. This money goes for this. I would like, uh, as they've done this in Washington State under a governor, I forget his name, when they said, all right, these are the core functions, and if your budget isn't in this core function, we're not funding it. So, John uh, Caldera, do you think we need a Department of Education in Washington? Does no. that help your schools in Colorado? It helps our schools increase the administrative state because we have to fill out many, many forms and many more forms and send people there. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.